Don't worry. I won't hurt you. I only want to have some fun. Don't worry. Welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren. Today we're going to be talking about the first track from 1999, which is the song 1999. Um, it was originally recorded at the Kiowa Trail Home Studio in Shanhassen, and then it, that was in um, 1982. Actually the final track recorded for the album, which was released on the 27th of October 1982. Or, if you lived in the UK, the 9th of November 1984, <laughs> uh, because the double album of 1999 was not released um, internationally in a number of places until after Prince had a hit. Um, they cut a couple of songs from it and they turned it into a single album in other countries. On this track, you have Prince and you have Lisa and you've got Des Dickerson and you've got Jill Jones. Uh, they're all just doing vocals. Prince is playing all the instruments. Uh, the track is six minutes and 16 with a, a very long intro and a very long outro. Mommy, si- why does everybody have a bomb? <laughs> and for the single, they got rid of the introduction and they got rid of all the stuff about people having bombs. No. Yes, they did. Cutting it down to three minutes and 36. Absolutely ridiculous. Losing half the track. Uh, it's released as a single in 1982 and again in 1983. It was released as a single in 1985 in the UK and then once more in 1988 in some territories and of course in 19. 19- 1999 because Warner Brothers could not help themselves and it, when Prince died it charted once again in 2016 the b-side for it was the song how come you don't call me anymore and that is the first b-side that we have had because previously all the other b-sides were just songs off other albums that Prince had already done um, so this is the first time we got an actual honest to goodness b-side um, to be on on the opposite of the a-side um, so, uh, obviously, we'll talk about that track once we get to the hits of the B-sides sometime in February next year. Um, and it's interesting because Prince, um, uh, later on, he did um, a, a remaster called 1999 The New Master, um, where he kind of used the original master. Um, it actually ended up being seven, seven minutes and nine seconds, so it went on a little bit longer. But he had Larry Graham and Rosie Gaines um, doing the vocals with him and he kind of re-recorded some of the music um, and he had like a, a number of different remixes of 1999 and he he kind of released that um, before Warner Brothers could re-release 1999, um, you know, the, the, the original single. Um, and the album is interesting because, um, you know, Prince's first four albums... Uh, were photographs of Prince. You know, we had the the Prince with the Afro and the Blur on the first album. Um, we we had a, a topless Prince on the second album. Uh, we had another topless Prince on the third album. This time, we got to see that he was wearing some bikini briefs uh, <laughs> underneath his trench coat. And then for the third album, we had Prince wearing the um, the trench coat stuff that he wore on the tour for the the um, the Dirty Mind tour. And this time, Prince has gone with a uh, like a drawing. Um, uh, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's got the word Prince, and it's got 1999. Um, you can see two eyes in the in two of the nines, the first and the last nine, and the the kind of N in Prince is like some trousers, um, and uh, backwards in the middle of the I in Prince, it says and the revolution, um, kind of uh, in like mirror writing. So you'd have to 
you'd have to like um, kind of figure out what that said. Um, and there is a, even on one of the nines, there's like um, an upside down version of what would become Prince's name, but the simplified version where it's just the the circle with the cross and the little the little arrow. Um, and a lot of people have noticed that the one in 1999 bears a striking resemblance to a penis. Um, if you look at the top of it, um, <laughs> not my and, penis. Well, yeah, not yours because obviously Prince didn't know what your penis looked like, Andrew. Yeah, no, so yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> so he wasn't drawing that. Um, yeah, so it's you know Prince had set up this um, his home studio, and this is where he recorded most of this album. Um, and then he went to Sunset Sound to do some overdubs later on. Um, but like I said, this was the last track that he recorded. Um, this is something that actually will become quite common with Prince albums, which is, um, you know, the final song that is recorded for the album, which in future albums will be Raspberry Beret, um, Kiss, Sign of the Times. Um, um, I think Love Sexy was the last song recorded for Love Sexy, and then Alphabet Street was second to last recorded. Um, Bat Dance... Um, get off like there's this uh, Thieves in the Temple was never going to be on Graffiti Bridge there's this weird thing where Prince starts the last thing that he records becomes almost the centerpiece of the album um, and so it's it's kind of interesting that this was the last song that he kind of he bothered to record and uh, and it became the lead off single um, so anyway joining me to talk about this song um, uh, the pivot the start of you know what was prince's real commercial success is andrew schwartz hello andrew hello there and thank you for having me again i think you know obviously 1999 uh, the fact that i've mentioned so many years for when it was released as a single um warner brothers tried in 82 to make this a hit didn't perform you know it got to 44 on the on the hot 100 it actually did well on the the billboard <laughs> and i love these specialty charts uh, the billboard dance club songs it got to number 1 um, and on the, the R&B hip-hop songs, it got to number four. So it did quite well. Um, and then in 83, it was released, um, you know, in some European countries and it became, you know, a hit. And then it was re-released in the US and it managed to get to number 12 in the uh, in the Hot 100. Ooh la la. And then when it was re-released in 85 over here, it got to number two. Warner Brothers were really trying at this point to make Prince a star. And I would argue that actually some of the, the later singles released from this album, um, you know, like Little Red Corvette, which was released in early 83, um, and, um, you know, Let's Pretend We Married, I think those were actually kind of bigger crossover hits. 1999... When you lose the intro and you lose the outro, you kind of lose the point of the song, I yes, feel. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. absolutely uh, frustrating they took that out. I understand why they took it out, but don't do that. It is a, it's, and it's, in fact, I'd say that the intro to the song serves as an intro to um, the album. Um, Prince isn't really doing like a concept album type thing, but it serves as an introduction to um kind of almost the, the the new kind of sound that prince is going for <laughs> what do you say ethos that's it ethos yeah, yeah yeah i guess and also you know the the kind of um i'm sure anyone who's a prince fan knows this but it was recorded that so that the song was going to have everybody singing all the vocals all the time it was going to be you know like a a group vocal essentially you're going to have um prince and des and uh, Lisa, Jill Jones, they were all going to be singing all the lead vocals for all of 1999. And that was how it was recorded. And then when Prince got into the studio, didn't really like how it sounded. So for the opening lines, which, you know, I feel like I shouldn't have to tell anybody. Um, <laughs> but when it says, I was dreaming when I wrote this, forgive me if it goes astray. That's that's Lisa singing 
um, like the, those opening lines. And then it switches to Des Dickerson who sings, but when I woke up this morning, could have sworn it was Judgment Day. And then we get Prince coming in saying the sky was all purple. There were people running everywhere. So Prince actually holds himself back until the third kind of like substantial line before he becomes the lead vocalist. And then when it says trying to run from the destruction, you know, I didn't even care. We get Lisa coming back in. So it's Lisa and Prince. And that goes on throughout the whole of the song is everyone's recorded every line. So Prince then just mixes and matches uh, which which kind of vocals he wants. And I think that's like one of the things that makes this song stand out is is that you don't hear Prince singing at the beginning <laughs> to start off Yes, with. it's very... Dist- if you know Prince, you're like, what the fuck's going on? Where's Prince? <laughs> yeah, and he's taken a couple of lines before he actually decides to kind of come in. And obviously, you know, the, the, the kind of... Uh, this song has just got so many kind of like famous lines in it, um, you know, talking about how, um, you know, we're going to party like it's 1999. Um, something which, you know, one of my favourite Simpson jokes is when um, Apu... In uh, 22 short films about Springfield, he talks about how, you know, he's he's got like 10 minutes off from being in the Quickie Mart and he says he's going to party like it's on sale for 1999, which is just like <laughs> such a kind of kind of just a weird joke to make. But uh, as a Prince fan, anytime anyone made jokes which, which, which tangentially related to Prince, I was always happy to hear him. Um, so and there's also, um, you know, a, a line here which is appears in a Ben Elton novel um, where he says... <laughs> Um, I've got a lion in my pocket. This is one of the characters he says, um, baby, he's ready to roar. And I remember reading those lines and thinking, this sounds a little bit nonsensical. But, you know, years later, I realized it was uh, it was just taken from 1999. But yeah, so how do you feel about the lyrics of the song? Fantastic. One of the best lyrics of all time. (laughs) 1999 is such a great song. Particularly when Prince is saying, if you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. Yeah, get the hell out of here. And you're going to Prince's door and you're knocking and you're not at your party? Get the hell out of there. What are you doing there? You know, the, the chorus, you know, is, uh, you know, is obviously great. You know, 2000, which suggests actually that he's in the year, I don't know, like 20,000 or something. Past the year 1999. They're at, they're, <laughs> he's telling everybody, we're going to party like it's 1999. It's been passed. Yeah. And it's weird because obviously, um, uh, you know, like, I guess in, in 1984 or 1982, even, you know, when this album came out, 1999 didn't actually seem that far away. Um, and from where we're sitting now, the distance is, I think it's equidistant, are we not? From It's more now, uh, isn't it? Or it's about the same. It's 17 years well, from, uh, well, no, 18 years. It have been 18 years. Since, wow, since 1999. Exact same yeah. time. Odd. So imagine someone in 1999 re- releasing a song saying they're going to party like it's 2017. It is not catchy, though. That's the thing. 1999 <laughs> is catchy. catchy. Now, um, <laughs> I was going to say, Andrew, do you remember where you were when you were partying like it was 1999 on the 31st of December 1999 as the new millennium was welcomed in? Sadly, I almost rang the new millennium in with South Park. My parents uh, made me watch the... Uh, New Year's ball with them, so I watched yeah. it come down for that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad they took me away from South Park. That would have been yeah. a very bad way to remember if the new millennium. Um, I mean, I was at a friend's house. You know, we went to uh, a party. Me and a couple of other friends we went to this this friend's house. I, he, he's, it's actually his parents' house, and they, um, they don't live there anymore. So, uh, you know, we're not, we're never going to be able to party there again. Uh, you won't ever be able to party like it's 1999 ever again. Obviously, we get to the 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 end um, with uh, the, the kind of the, the famous kind of outro um, where uh, 
you know, the, we get the voice talking about uh, mommy. Why does everybody have a bomb? Mommy, um, why does everybody have a bomb? <laughs> do, yeah. do 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 mommy. Why does everybody have a bomb? It's it, it's interesting that um, you know the the this this kind of song talking about partying, essentially that like the world is going to end is like the opening for the album. You know, obviously, um, you know, the whole kind of um, we could all die any day, all that kind of stuff, and listen to what I'm trying to say. And and the thing is, once he starts saying that, everyone just starts saying party at the end of every single line. <laughs> it's just like, party, like at the end of every single line. And I think it's just like such a great kind of contrast between the idea that everything's going to end and let's just keep partying. Exactly. And and I think that's probably what makes this such a great song. Obviously, if I was going to rate it, I'd say five out of five. Oh, five out of five, easily. It's a classic for a reason. It's a great song. It's a great album. Prince is and the best. And I was going to say, I haven't been able to find any true covers of it. Um, I think maybe because Warner Brothers kept releasing the singles so often that <laughs> I don't think people ever got a chance to kind of like, kind of make a cover and make it their own definitive thing. Um, I feel like Prince had already done that. Um, interestingly enough, though, there is a cover of How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore, which I will discuss once we get to that song. I think it's very hard to make a cover of this song, though. It's it's like so Prince that I don't see anyone be able to put their own spin on it. Yeah, and I think a lot of the song comes down to the production as well. Like, you know, the, the sound of the, the kind of synths that Prince is using, the Lindrum machine that obviously, you know, he fell in love with for like most of the 80s. Um, you know, the kind of the cutting between the different types of vocals, the mixing and matching. I don't think you could ever really cover that and do it any kind of justice. Um, the only the only kind of performance I found of it was um, something that I'll be discussing, I think, on you know the next kind of three albums, which is uh, The Revolution, obviously, uh, as a unit, still exists. And they do, they do kind of perform concerts, and some of those are on YouTube. So you can find The Revolution without Prince covering 1999. Kind of misses the point by the time you get to the third line, because, <laughs> you know... As great as it is to see Lisa singing and Des Dickerson singing together, if you don't have Prince coming in on that third line, then what What are you doing? Are there any other thoughts you have for this song, Andrew? It should be in the Hall of Fame. It should be in the museum. Obviously, you know, the rest of the album, I mean, as soon as this song finishes, you get kind of that, that kind of fade out and then it turns into Little Red Corvette almost straight away, which obviously is going to be the next thing that I'm going to be talking about. And so for, well, <laughs> for me, they're kind of, it's, it's this thing that Prince starts to do where, with his albums where songs start to kind of just cut into the next song straight away. You know, um, he obviously put out a lot of singles, but he also had put some thought into the structure of albums as well. So uh, the sequence in the songs was something that was very important to him. Um, so I think we're done talking about the song. So Andrew, is there anything you wish to plug? Wilson talking about Turley One Stop Shop for Entourage Schlop. It's a drama podcast about two guys to get into the CD world of podcasting and get themselves mixed up in a milk world of trouble. Um, and you can find us uh, on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or you can follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast or uh, if you wish to, you can email us. I don't know why you would at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Uh, thanks very much for returning to be my guest here, Andrew. Uh, thank you. And otherwise, goodbye. Welcome to Satisfaction. Please remain awake until the aircraft has come to a complete stop. Thank you for flying Prince International. Remember, the next time you fly... <laughs>